Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another thrilling edition of You Wouldn't Get It, Anna McPartland, alongside older brother and co-host, Connor McPartland. Say hi to the people, Connor. There seems to be something wrong with this a little bit. This there, There's something that sounds I almost, wrong. I almost... I almost said uh, your host, Connor McPartland. Yeah. And then younger brother and co-host, Ada McPartland. That's how few times I've actually hosted this show on my own. I'm a little uncomfortable, I'll be perfectly honest here. Instead of you asking me questions that I, uh, I wasn't prepared for, now I get to ask you questions that you were not prepared for. Yes, about a subject that I'm very unprepared uh, to talk about, which is music. Today we are going to be talking about the 2024 Grammys. I even kind of hosted there a little bit, didn't I? Yes, you I did. Yes, you did. Very much up. so. Sorry about that. We we will be talking about the Grammys coming up uh, this Sunday, and let's let's just kind of dive into it. Connor, can you quickly just like kind of go through like your quick relationship with the Grammys, if there even is one? There's not as much of a relationship for me as there is with the Oscars and with the Emmys. Um, the Grammys uh, is, to me, a glorified concert. Um, and I get very to hear true, a lot of true. people do some live performances. Uh, but it, it's not something that I'm as knowledgeable about as I am some other award shows. I'm not going to sit here and be like, I know every single thing about the Grammys, but I do genuinely think that the Grammys are the most fascinating uh, award show out there. I think that if you look at their past winners, it is a very interesting collection of people. And pretty much every year, for the most part, uh, they do nominate like the one or two albums that really deserve it. And then they just throw in some random, some random picks like imagine just looking at these uh nominees and today we're going to be mostly talking about the uh the best album of the year album of the year which i kind of view as the uh the the best picture you know like the best comedy best drama another reason why i'm not great at this is because i don't fully know the difference between like record of the year and song of the year because they seem to be the same nominees Yes, that is also another issue that the Grammys do run into, which is kind of like the same issue that the Emmys run into a lot, is that they just kind of nominate, especially in like the supporting categories of the Emmys, they just kind of nominate like the same stuff over and over mm-hmm. again. The diff- From what I have gathered, and uh, maybe I'm wrong about this, but I'm pretty confident, record of the year is the way a song sounds. Okay. Like the production on it and all that, the way it's mixed and mm-hmm. all that. Uh, song of the year is pretty much like the best written song of gotcha. the year. Okay. At least that's what it's like. At least that's how I've come to understand it. Gotcha. Should they maybe just combine this into one category? It's difficult to say so because they are definitely two very different fields. However, they usually just go to the same two songs. I was about to say, what's the? I wonder what the stats on that are because I remember the Billie Eilish year. Didn't she win both record and song of the she year? She won both record and song of the year. She, um, she won along, album of the year along too, with right? Five yeah. other awards. Yeah, but it was just well, and I can't remember what it went to last year if it split or not. But very, very rarely does it actually split. I 
can't recall if it was... Oh, you know, song of the year was that, um, what's her name song? That Bonnie Raitt song. Ooh. And then, yeah. And then I believe... Was the Harry Adele one? Styles. Oh, I thought Harry Styles won album. This is a he great album al- so far. Yeah, so far this is really, really solid. Sorry, we're I not talking about the past. There. Yeah, we're not sorry. talking about the past. Sorry. But like, you know, it's the same reason why the Oscars had a mixed sound. It's because so many people didn't really know the difference between it. Between yeah. sound mixing and sound editing. And I genuinely kind of feel like they're, the Grammys are at that point now because I remember uh, a few years ago, Trevor Noah coming out yeah. on stage and trying to explain the difference between oh, record and song of the year. So I do wonder if there's still a solid discourse around like what the difference between those two things are. I would understand it if it was to get like more people nominated or to get a different variety of winners, but it seems like it's just the same nominees. It's the same the group of categories. people every time, yeah. So we're going to be going over mainly just the best album of the year which, as I said before, I think is pretty much the pinnacle of everything. Uh, it's the last award given in the night. Uh, this year's nominees... I have some thoughts on Best Traditional Blues album that I'm going to get off my chest. So oh, don't worry. We'll, 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 we'll get cl- to that. Clear out for that. We're going to go through every single category, right? And talk about our thoughts. Yeah. All 175. This, if you don't know anything about the Grammys, also, this is literally a day event. Like, I feel like they start at, like, 9 o'clock... I think and then they, they continue until the broadcast, which starts at eight o'clock. Yeah, ends usually around midnight, and yeah. I think there's only like ten awards that are given out on the actual broadcast because it, it's the one that's filled with the most stars. But anyway, we keep getting sidetracked. The nominees for best album of the year are "World Music Radio" by John Batiste, "The Record" by Boy Genius. Endless Summer Vacation by Miley Cyrus. Did you know that there's a tunnel under Ocean Boulevard by Lana Del Rey? The Age of Pleasure by Janelle Monet. Guts by Olivia Rodrigo. Midnight's by Taylor Swift. And SOS by SZA. Pretty good collection. I, I have heard multiple of these albums. These are completely... Like, it ranges from weird to okay to yes... These are the best albums of the year. Uh, so just kind of just quickly, like your, your thoughts on that batch of nominees. I mean, I I like all of these people. And like I said, like I've heard of most of these albums before. There's usually, like you said, a couple weird ones that they'll throw in there that doesn't seem like got. I mean, the same way that the Oscars usually do mm-hmm. that with a couple best picture nominees. Um, and I think these were for the most part like the biggest albums of the year like you think sos midnights and guts i mean those are have to be in the top three absolutely these 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 nominees especially with the artists are the biggest artists in the world Mm -hmm. there's no question about it sizza is one of the biggest taylor swift is probably the biggest uh celebrity in america right now yeah olivia rodrigo janelle monet uh lana del rey miley cyrus Boy Genius, and then John Batiste. I remember being very excited that Boy Genius actually cracked through, which was an odd, like, we were worried it wasn't going to happen. There was the slightest possibility that it wasn't going to happen, simply just based off of what this award show usually awards. And this award show, uh, a lot of times, awards not really groups anymore. They nominate Mm -hmm. solo artists, and they usually nominate... The big people, 
not to say that boy genius isn't big, but it's definitely an odd subculture of people. Yeah, it's definitely like a cult. Probably have to be under the age of 30 or 28 I, or have very specific yeah. knowledge of that type of music. I was at a therapy session, like physical therapy session, and I had to try to explain boy genius and what mm. they represent. And it was a very difficult thing to do. Well, you had to explain it to me when it first launched because I was like, I'd only heard of Phoebe Bridgers at that point. And so I was like, that's kind of a weird move, right? For her to be as big of a star as she is. And, and then going decide into the to join a band. group. And it's. As soon as you hear, like, who's a part of it, who's in that group, the moment at least I heard of Boy Genius, I was like, this is going to be the, this is probably going to be record of the year. And it was up there. Mm-hmm. I And it was an incredible album. So what, what do you think? Is there one that sort of stands out here as like, what is this doing here? Is there any big? I just remember hearing John Batiste's name when hearing off the nominees yeah. and just being uh, very, very confused. And I guess because this happened once before, he got two nominated years two years ago. Yeah. He was up against Billie Eilish for Happier Than Ever and Olivia Rodrigo's debut album, Sour. Yeah. And he won the he won it. Yeah. He won album of the year. It was the last award given. Yep. This was also the night that Silk Sonic went away with two Grammys. I remember that. Also beating Billie Eilish and Olivia Rodrigo. Yeah. So the two biggest stars in the world were given pretty much nothing, except for Olivia Rodrigo for Best New Artist. Yeah. I don't know how the the Silk Sonic thing is still kind of weird to me. Not necessarily that they, not even just that they won, just like Silk Sonic in general. Silk Sonic in general is pretty weird. And I think that the two of them... Bruno Mars and Anderson Pack uh, probably didn't expect any of that. Oh, it didn't seem like they did because they did that slow mo walk up on the stage, which I thought was kind of cool. I yeah. actually just thought that they were in character, but it to me it feels like that should be the biggest thing on the planet because those it two should. separately are huge artists. And when when the first single came out, it was a pretty big deal, and then okay. the album came out, and then it just kind of happened. And then it stopped happening. It was a very quick, very quick album run. Yeah. Because they didn't do really any promotion for it. They just kind of released it because it was a side project for them. The two of them just wanted to jam together and make really fun music. And they did that very successfully. And they clearly didn't fully un- like expect to be awarded all these awards, which is why the next year they were like, yeah, we're not putting our name in Best New Artist uh, or Best Album of the Year, rather. Yeah. Uh, just because, like, it doesn't make any sense for us. It's weird. I wonder if that has to do with the fact that Bruno Mars labeled this a side project for him, but also we hadn't heard from him in, like, four he had, years. He had vanished for a yeah. hot minute, and it was very if, exciting to see him again. If he had come out with his own album that year, then I would have understood calling oh, it a side project. Oh, my God, he's project. a Grammy's darling. I think oh, all yeah, three of his for albums sure. have, like, especially 24K, uh... Magic just swept. He won well, five awards that night. That's seems like that's how they feel about John Baptiste. It seems like it. Uh, World Music Radio. I kind of didn't know that that album was happening, and to see it on here, I was very confused because the only thing I've really seen John Baptiste do is this stupid Coca Cola ad. Mm. Where he's yeah. singing a very generic song. I think that about was, like yeah, New uh, Orleans. Yeah, be be who you are. Yeah, like it was a really generic song. Looking at these nominees, though, 
for the most part, these albums are pretty spectacular. I think you have like, let's see, I think you have four like actually like those are in the top 20 of the best albums of the year. Yeah, it seems like it. I mean, I I heard incredible things about the Lana Del Rey one. To me, the Janelle Monet was interesting that Janelle... they threw that one in there. I have I just like follow her on Instagram, so I've seen segments of the songs and it does seem like it's an outlier a little bit in the rest it of is. this group. It is. It's it was very surprising to see her. I do think that she probably took the place of my beloved Foo Fighters mm-hmm. for But Here We Are. And I'll get to like who I think probably should have been nominated like in a little bit. But her being in here is very interesting because she was nominated uh, in 2018 for her last album, Dirty Computer, which was title. One, one of like the most artistic statements i think i've heard like a major artist make Mm. it is an incredible album and if you haven't listened to it you absolutely should this album age of pleasure it was very forgettable i'm just gonna say it was very forgettable i didn't really care for it i couldn't really name you any of the songs off of it but i do think that it was pretty cool that she just like made that album and definitely yeah had a lot more fun with i mean the album is called the age of pleasure she just wanted to have a fun time with it and i think she did succeed in that but it definitely didn't leave anything to chew on which compared to these other nominees like after you listen to a few of these albums they just stick with you and i'm gonna try not to make this a lana del rey appreciation podcast Mm -hmm. But Ocean Boulevard... Our numbers would probably skyrocket if it, it did. It probably would. And I'm just going to say this. Did you know that there's a tunnel, a tunnel under Ocean Boulevard should win? That was, oh, wow. I think, out of these nominees... Has she ever won a Grammy before? No. Okay. I find her career fascinating. Yeah, me too. Because she comes out with her debut album, Born to Die, and internet is obsessed with her. Yeah. Like, this was when YouTube still had no idea what it was. And so when video the music video for video games came out, it was a hit. But mm-hmm. the critics didn't care for it. And that continued for almost like 10 years. And then Norman F. and Rockwell came out. And then that changed everything for her. She got a Grammy nomination for Best Album in 2019 for that. She and got now, high in the Rolling Stones list when they did their albums yeah, ranking. It was very high. And then just kind of she released two albums in between there and they were like critically acclaimed and all that. But ocean Boulevard was like a thing. Yeah, it was a thing. And I feel like for some reason she isn't talked about in one of the biggest artists in the world, but it is, she is huge. If you go to a concert of hers, she's selling out like stadiums. I, I agree. I think that she, has the fan base of Taylor Swift, but she is not the public figure that Taylor Swift is. And I don't know mm-hmm. if it's because she doesn't want to be, uh, but I I agree with you. She's she's a real enigma to me because... She I, is, I mean, that was like her whole thing. It's very... Like, this is what I associate with being like a quote-unquote classical pop star in the way that yeah, I think Frank Ocean has also done this the past few years, but like you know nothing about this person. They just kind of they 
put out an album. It's extremely successful, and they go into hiding, and then and they there's vanish. No, yeah, there's no, and I think the fact that she, to my knowledge, doesn't like I don't did she promote this at all? But it was able Not to get really. The, the I think Jack Antonoff did. did much more promoting than she did. Yeah. Which Jack Antonoff is easily the MVP. He produced Ocean Boulevard. He produced Midnight's. Yeah. And then also produced uh, the 1975 album, Being Funny in a Foreign Language, but it's also got a Grammy nomination. It seems like now that uh, it seems like Scooter Braun's going to be exiting the the music industry. It seems like he's taken over Jack Antonoff for being the, the number yeah. one film <laughs> pro- or uh, music producer. Yeah, he's he's just... It's crazy that he's like as famous as he is. Yeah, I mean, he. Uh, I hope to see Margaret Qualley at the show, just sitting there. I would love to see her. Did cool. you, so he has this band called Bleachers. Yes, and the new music video has Margaret Qualley dancing. And that's that's how I knew about it because I saw that. <laughs> um, yeah, I had no idea that he was. And then I realized that they they wrote a song that I really like. I can't remember. The Lana name Del Rey. Right yeah, on Ocean Boulevard, Lana Del Rey has a song called Margaret mm-hmm. that is pretty much just Jack Antonoff's love letter to Margaret Qualley. Yeah. Yeah. It is an incredible song. It is so good. As with pretty much every song off of Ocean Boulevard. If I was a part of this association, which I am not, no. Uh I would definitely vote for Ocean Boulevard because it is it is just beautiful. Uh I want to just quickly bring up Boy Genius. Or do you want to? No, go ahead. Go I was ahead. going to just quickly bring up Boy Genius and the odd success story that they have. Mm-hmm. They are just unbelievable human beings. This album, the record, was so good and so successful. And it is still crazy to me that it was as successful as it was. Because even like people who don't know much about music knew of boy genius. Yeah, I I I think that they were able <laughs> I mean if you look at any of their tick there's that one TikTok you showed me of one was it Phoebe Bridgers going up and asking who's gay yeah. at the concert and like it was like everybody like everybody yeah. applauded like I, they they've been able to break in to a very specific mm-hmm. uh, audience demographic that has not had that that sort of representation before. So yeah, it's it's uh, her her Phoebe Bridgers specifically to me is is because this is very different than what she was doing before. Right? These are like pop songs, yeah. pretty much. These are pre- these are like alternative pop songs. And they are catchy as hell, but like compare that to Phoebe Bridgers' Punisher, yeah, and it is completely different. Like her songs on Punisher, for the most part, are very quiet and acoustic, except for "I Know the End," which is just ends in utter chaos. And I think they are fine with the fact that it's really only the like under thirty generation that knows. Oh about yeah, them. They, yeah. Which you could argue, you could say about pretty much everybody on this list except for maybe taylor swift and miley mm-hmm. cyrus but they they specifically are fine because it's it's working out well for them it they're making, they're making well a lot them. of money off of this speaking of miley cyrus endless summer vacation got nominated personally i didn't like the record 
Mm-hmm. I was not a fan of it. I found a lot of fun out of it, and I do really love how Miley Cyrus just kind of come came back. Like I feel like we don't talk about this was kind of a comeback for Miley Cyrus, slightly. I guess at so. Least, at least a popular the musician Miley Cyrus. Yeah, the musician Miley Cyrus because this album was a hit, and also Flowers off of the album is probably the biggest song of 2023. It, it might be up there. I mean, I, uh, as somebody who doesn't have an aux cord in their car and just listens to the radio, that was um, it is on any time I turned my car on. And then, a few months later, uh, I used to be young. Just every time the radio is on, it is playing. I mean, it's tough for me because she is probably been one of the most famous people for my entire life mm-hmm. as somebody who yeah grew she's up. been constantly famous it's like her and selena gomez are like the two people i've never known to not be famous before mm-hmm. and have just uh I, i've also been able to see their career rise so i've really there like, yeah you for both of them you were kind of there from the yeah early disney days and and did not expect it um so she she will always be like a huge A-lister to me. I completely agree. Now, I want to talk about these last three records, maybe not individually, but just as a group, because I think that these next three albums are probably the uh, top three to win it. Guts, Midnight's, SOS. I think that these are your three likelihoods of winning the award. And I still... I forgot to make this point in the beginning, but I do think this is one of the most up-in-the-air Grammy years that they have ever had. You look at this, you look at record, you look at song, it's kind of anybody's game. <laughs> because I think probably because these are like the seven most famous humans in the world, and that's why it's so up-in-the-air. That's interesting, because I, I look at this and I'm just like, Midnight's is going to win, I think, pretty clearly for album. Now, where like maybe Kill Bill wins Song of the Year and they get SZA on stage, mm-hmm. I think SZA is going to win something and she's going to win something during the broadcast. My my take is that she's going to win the most out of the night. Okay, and I could, I guess, I could also see that happening too in a way that they did with Billie Eilish, where they're sort of anointing her to be the next star. Because mm-hmm. I've read a ton of pieces i think i read one in billboard a couple months ago that there seems to be a fear within the music industry about rising talent about young talent and can somebody break through Mm -hmm. and oddly enough the two people that this one producer cited as being maybe the last two that can break through are olivia rodrigo and sisa and maybe nobody else is going to be able to reach the level of fame that those two now have absolutely sisa took a long break after her control album and then came up with this and it was even bigger yeah like was... the only really the only other person you can say that for was like frank ocean when he made channel orange and then took a long hiatus came back with blonde and it was the biggest album of the year it was huge and just his her fandom is so strong Olivia, yeah. I always, I always just want to bring up real quick that when um, she was a musical guest on SNL, her, she yeah, that, she did that song parody with Kiki Palmer, and it actually became like a huge. Song. It became a huge song. TikTok loved it. TikTok turned to the point where people were actually trying to like download it. On yeah, Spotify it was a huge thing because SZA was a part of it. Yeah. 
and she has just this incredible knack for melodies and her songwriting especially in SOS is so interesting and in how open she is just in terms of like her sexuality and how like relationships it is a very interesting listen it's over an hour but it did not feel like that Kill Bill itself it has like three distinct acts to it. yeah you listen to the way the beginning the middle and the end they all sound completely different from each other so I bring up that I think that this is a very up in the air category mainly just because so you think Taylor Swift is gonna win it I just think she's gonna win album of the year I just think it, I, I think my my only oh you go sorry well no I was just gonna say like it is it is a situation where I think for the the Taylor Swift name has sort of overtaken mm-hmm. anything even though it it seems like to me just listening from like our sister who's a Taylor Swift super fan that may not have it's been an underwhelming the, album perhaps yeah um, but I, I, f- from the, the other thing I know about the Grammys, the way that you feel about the Golden Globes is kind of how I feel about the Grammys, where I don't think they're that respectable of an organization, <laughs> especially when it comes to these awards, I think they prefer to have, occasionally you will get, um, some, some crazy like upsets that happen, like with her one not too long ago and that was kind of surprising her one best when, song yeah, yeah when she won best song but other times i think it's just going to be like well this is taylor swift i mean we're gonna mm-hmm. have to have to have her win they my only counter argument is that midnight's is not a very good album i think that it's like a five out of ten but is this an organization that is this an organization that cares about it well that is an incredible question if we go back to their uh, old album of the years, for the most part, they do kind of get it okay for the most part. Mm-hmm. If we go, I'm I'm not gonna go back to like 2010 or anything, but Folklore wins in 2021. I think that that's a great album, yeah. which makes sense, and also they get to have Taylor Swift up there. Obviously, Billie Eilish won. Okay, other than John Baptiste, which is just still kind of a very interesting like question mark, but like Harry's House, it makes sense that Harry's House won. It's still a very good album. So you're taking you're taking SOS. I think I'm gonna take SOS. Not bad. I can see it winning. I, I kind of don't think Olivia Rodrigo has a shot here. No, I. Well, here's the thing. Like Guts was more critically acclaimed than oh, Sour I, was, I, I have, and I think it's way better. <laughs> Yes. More experience in songwriting. And yeah. I was like, I. This is why I hate the fact that she got nominated for Vampire. <laughs> for Vampire. One of my least favorite songs off that album. I don't love it when she does slow ballads. Besides. Yes, I I completely agree. I think that her slow ballads are just fine. She has this knack for pop punk. She, really she grew it. up with it. She's openly she's openly been like, yeah, rock music is like was like what I grew up on and what I find Jack White and all that. I she looks like a pop punk star too. Oh my god, yes. Especially when she's doing her live performances, which I do you think she's kind of grown as a live performer? Because I thought like when she performed driver's license at the Grammys, I was like, oh. It was a little boring. It was a little boring. I maybe that's just this that song. 
you can't really do much with it. But like when she did um, All American Bitch on SNL, it was so good. Whoa, okay. Yeah. She's really stepped up her game, and I'm sure the experience. I think that she's absolutely become like so much more confident in her performance. Uh, it is going to be very underwhelming that she's not going to like perform any of her pop punk songs. Maybe she'll play Get Him, Get Him, uh, God, Get Him Back. Uh, but yeah, she's definitely know. playing Vampire, which is very unfortunate because it's not exactly a, other than like the post chorus awesomeness that is whatever that noise is. Mm-hmm. Where it goes, dun 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 Yeah. There's not really much that she can do with the song. And it's clear that she really loves like all American bitch and get him back. Oh yeah, I mean she she I get him back especially too is the one. I I'm gonna go SOS. That is at least my prediction. Okay, I'm gonna go midnights. Well, seems like we've I can we just quickly talk about song of the year? I still think SZA is going to win this. I, I, yeah, I have her winning this. This seems honestly like one of the easiest categories because the Grammys do enjoy a story, and Kill Bill definitely has a story. Mm-hmm. I mean, she wants to, dare I say, Kill Bill. Kill Bill. Yeah. Yeah, I noticed that Dance the Night was nominated here, not nominated at not the nominated Oscars. at the Oscars, yep. which is another thing. I'm going to just quickly talk about who, like, the sh- surprises that the Grammys didn't nominate. I don't know how Barbie didn't get a Best Album nomination. Yeah, weird. It would have been the first time since Black Panther, and I feel like that album was just as big as that Black Panther album was. Yeah, I also did think that Foo Fighters, but here we are, had a chance of getting nominated. Mm-hmm. And a lot, of, I saw a lot of people predicting it, which it would have been very cool to see uh, a rock album get in there. Yeah. But it sadly did not happen. Uh, and just me personally, I would have put in uh, Sufjan Stevens' Javelin mm. and Mitski's The Land is Inhospitable and so on. I'm are surprised we. the Mitski one didn't get in there. That was I was like, really holding out hope for it. Maybe that's a classic, like the critics loved it and it just didn't have. Do you think Grammy voters even listened to that? No, probably not. The, I mean, it's the same thing with like the Oscar voters. Yeah, like, they that's can't what I listen mean. to right. every single thing. But it is still shocking that there wasn't like enough love for like the indie stuff this year. I feel like it's easier to listen to every single thing than watch every single thing. You can do you stuff absolutely while you're listening right. to stuff because every album's usually like forty to an hour. You can hop on a treadmill for like three hours and just listen <laughs> yes. to albums. Uh, just quickly here for best song, uh, the nominees were. Uh, A&W by Lana Del Rey, Antihero by Taylor Swift, which I think also still has a possibility of winning. Possibly. Because it was like probably the second biggest song of the year. Butterfly by John Batiste. I'm just saying this. I have no idea how the song got nominated. That means I it'll find win. It, I find it very interesting because it's a, just a piano ballad. Mm. It's just a piano ballad. That guy can play the piano, though. He's so good at He's really piano. good at playing the piano. <laughs> I, I will admit he's a very good piano player. But it's just it's just strange to me. Dance the Night by Dua Lipa, Flowers by Miley Cyrus, which look out. Look out for flowers. I imagine if Miley Cyrus shows up to the ceremony that she'll just kind of there'll be a lot of cuts to her in the audience. Let's just say that. I don't Absolutely. think she's gonna be standing up a lot. 
then it was Kill Bill by SZA, Vampire by Lever Rodrigo, and what was that made for by Billie Eilish? I think this is yeah. a pretty solid group of people. I, I so still, too. I'm so happy A and W by Lana Del Rey got nominated. I'm just the reason why I brought up that song was simply just to talk about A and W. Oh, because yeah. I find it insane that this song got nominated it's seven and a half minutes Mm. it's super it's like her version of like a i'm not gonna say industrial music but like it's really weird in its production yeah and it is it's just so beautiful it's so good can we before we wrap up can we talk about best new artist real quick oh because this is just a category i'm always interested in because i thought three months ago ice spice had this in the bag and mm-hmm. she was gonna be walking away with it and now you got noah khan you got gracie abrams in here yep. i don't know it's not it's not gonna be as easy for her i best new artist is always a very tricky category some years like there's like a stack of people mm-hmm. that could possibly get it like i remember Amy Winehouse and Taylor Swift were both nominated in the same year, and Amy Winehouse ended up winning. Mm-hmm. What of a head-to-head battle. That is, That's it, actually, that is aged very interestingly. Well, I was about to say it's aged crazy that that was, what, 12 years ago? Like, that's mm-hmm. crazy to think <laughs> yeah. about that they were both nominated. It just feels like a lifetime it in really between does. those two artists. Yeah. Um, And then every once in a while, they just have a year in which it's like, Okay, I guess it's anybody's game. Yeah. Last year was kind of like that. Last year was definitely like, who won last year? I, 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 I think, apologize. I, I think remember. whoever won it. It was an upset. Wasn't at this. Like, they didn't show it at this, like, main broadcast. Oh, I don't remember it. Because I, I think we all thought it was going to be Jeff Cameron, and then she didn't, end up, she didn't, she didn't even get nominated. She didn't get right? nominated. Yeah, she, she did not get nominated. Can I ask why Renee Rapp wasn't nominated here? Could was it the same like Dove Cameron thing? Where I think it might have been. It was either the same Dove Cameron thing or like she wasn't eligible because I thought she was a shoe in for a nomination. But I guess I don't know when that when that album definitely the best new artist category. Like I'm still not 100 percent sure on the rules. But to go through the best new artist nominees: Gracie Abrams, Fred again, Ice Spice, Jelly Roll, Coco Jones, Noah Khan, Victoria Monet. And the Warren Treaty. Victoria Monette. I was uh, just about to say, I've heard that she's... She also got a Best Record of the Year Yeah, nomination. so maybe she's the frontrunner. I'm not going to say that she's the frontrunner, but definitely look out for her. I find Fred Again's nomination very interesting. He's an electronic music artist. Oh, gotcha. I find that very interesting that he's on here. What I find weird is that Noah Khan isn't like... He's released albums before. This so, is what I mean. Like I'm like, like I don't isn't get it. this. I I don't fully get the rules of this award ceremony. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's just weird to me. Yeah, I do agree with you that if you had asked me two months ago, I would have been like, Ice Spice is winning this. There's no way she is not winning this. However, I maybe it's just like the winter feeling. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's just all the uh, young white people being like, you know what, folk music is actually pretty cool. You going Would, full Gracie Abrams here? I am actually going to... I think... Uh, I think I'll go Noah Khan. Interesting. This is like if they added the best new... Like the best breakout performance award at the Oscars. Mm-hmm. And like they gave it to Charles Melton for May-December. And you're like, okay. 
okay, but he's bit like he's this guy didn't around. write a movie. He was in Riverdale. Yeah. Like I guess what do we mean? Or like if they had given it to Paul Walter Hauser for Richard Jewell when that <laughs> yeah. movie came out. It's like okay, but he's, you know, he's, like he's just been around the block. Stuff, he's but... been around the block. Uh this best new artist category is definitely very interesting and my, I'm very excited to see where it's going to go. And I'm very excited to see where this entire award show is going to go. Yeah. Just in terms of the broadcast real quick, like Trevor Noah is hosting, I think this is third or fourth year in a row. Mm-hmm. Are we expecting like, it, would you say that this gets more ratings than last year an increase in ratings? Uh, I would say probably. I think the whole Taylor Swift thing of it. They had Harry Styles, Adele, Beyonce last year. They 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 weren't going to get any of those. They people maybe now. hit a high point last year in terms of stars, but I think this year, I think it's a cooler version of stars. I, I don't know how to describe it. I just think that these nominees for best album. They're just cool. They're very just indie. cool people. Yeah, very indie collection. I think you brought this up to me, and I completely agree with you that one of the reasons why I think Trevor Noah is a good host is because he knows that nobody is there to see him, and he's mm-hmm. like one of the late, least famous people in the room. So he'll do the classic, like, look at all these people. Look, there's Beyonce's right there, Taylor yeah. Swift right there, Miley Cyrus right there. Yeah. He absolutely understands his assignment, and his assignment is not to. Uh, his assignment is just to like introduce people. Yeah, right. All the people want are these cool performances. He doesn't really do bits during the show. Mm-hmm. If, if it is, it's like the Grammys doing a bit. Oddly enough, the Grammys get in their own way sometimes <laughs> yes. when they do this. Like I hated last year when they did that thing where they had like the. 10 most diverse people you've ever seen in <laughs> yes, your life sitting around the, the table album. and each of them had about their like favorite album that they had and then they made all the people go up on stage to present best album and it's like i don't understand what we're doing yes here. i go to the award show for famous people for celebrities yes i do not care about non-famous people that's not why so i watched it last year it was so weird it was so awkward too because like no who cares I remember, I think Trevor Noah said something like, you you guys clap for, for the fans now for once. And I was like, okay, F you. <laughs> that's, that's hopefully, a- hopefully they don't. Yeah. Celebrities. <laughs> Being like, oh, okay, okay. I guess yeah. I have to clap for these people now. Yeah. Well, uh, that's it. Yeah. This is. You do great job, Aiden. Great job. Uh, I tried my best. I get mine in in like 25 minutes you took a little bit longer but hey that's fine we're all all passionate about different things yeah sorry about that uh if you made it to the end thank you so much for listening and we'll be back at some point i'll edit that ending don't worry thank you i'll edit it (laughs) thanks okay